2: welcome to the donna and steve show on my talk 1071 everything entertainment donna valentine and steve patterson hi hi uh, don mcclain is with us as well we should just right off the bat just um say that our thoughts are with our friends in buffalo um uh, tragic shooting happened yesterday morning shortly before we were off the air and one person was killed Four others were wounded at a uh, line of health care in Buffalo. And um, the suspect was a, a man who was reportedly unhappy with his health care. Mm. Um, mm. Authorities also found explosives at what they were calling a really horrible looking scene. The oh, five gosh. victims were taken to two local hospitals. One of them later died, sadly. Mm. Uh, three others were in critical condition. And I believe a fourth was sent home.
0: Well, so sad you know what uh the funny thing it not funny but that's the word I just not used. not funny haha um when I first saw this headline I was thinking Buffalo New York mm, yep. I was always thinking and then sure. like I saw it on CNN and then I thought oh gosh you know and then it just hit so much closer at home when you realize you untangle that and realize it's Buffalo Minnesota which um as you said Donna our hearts go out to the people who were involved in this and it's so tough and when it happens to a small town like that uh Even if it didn't directly impact you, it impacts you, obviously, Mm -hmm. like it does the greater Twin Cities. But Buffalo is such a lovely little town. And we did a broadcast there maybe two or three years ago for Twin Cities Live. It was my first time ever in Buffalo, Minnesota. Sure enough, they have Buffalo statues everywhere. Do you know that? They have Buffalo statues. I assumed. All throughout the town, which is great. I love Buffalo
2: now. They're my new favorite animal.
0: Oh, you got to go. They have they have a beautiful <laughs> little main street, little cute shops that you you would find all sorts of things that you would mm. love and want in your house or at your cabin. But then it was probably the most uh, enthusiastic crowd that I've ever been a part of in terms of Twin Cities Live. They were jammed into this place where we did the show, and everybody was just so lovely so i have always had this soft spot for buffalo minnesota and so to hear that it was there and not buffalo new york like i first read the headline uh was just sad so we love you buffalo anyone out there we know that that is shakes you shakes the whole community so we're thinking about you guys and hopefully can entertain you today
2: yeah and hopefully those uh people in the hospital will be uh will recover and be
0: released for sure
2: um might as well get this uh out of the way also um the ntsb is blaming the pilot in the helicopter crash that killed kobe bryant and uh, eight other people um including his 13 year old daughter gianna hmm. um they basically say that he broke the rules by flying into those thick clouds likely became disoriented to the point where he didn't know literally did not know up from down
0: yeah, right. Well, you can't, right? When you're in a thick cloud like that, what is left? What is right? Where are you? And it, it is really disorienting. And do you remember we found this out a different piece of this story last year? Oh, gosh, I forget the number, but it was a low number. He was very close to being above the cloud line. Mm. And it, like, just heart wrenchingly close to being out of that mess. And being able to see again, get his wits about him, and then land safely.
2: Well, and what he actually did do, according to this investigation, was he thought he was ascending to break through those clouds. But they're saying he was actually banking to the left and descending. Hmm. Um, and, of course, he was very experienced, as we know, and he uh, worked with Kobe quite a bit. I, You know, they're assuming that he felt under a lot of pressure has all these passengers has this you know this nba star who needs to get to his his game but really um he violated visual flight rules by flying into those clouds hmm. and became disoriented so <sighs> mm. i
0: don't know what good that does you know like our hearts have always broken for uh Vanessa Bryant and their family there's a part you know your heart breaks for this pilot as well right he's dead um, and his
2: family. And yes, his family. And
0: so, I, I, I mean, I hope that they learn something meaningful from this in terms of how it can better equip other pilots, other helicopter pilots in the future. But otherwise, it's just like, it was, it was his fault. It doesn't change any of the story.
2: Well, uh, yes. Like, hopefully, they'll, yes. they'll, And, uh, and
0: they should have these. I, I heard one thing that could come from this NTSB investigation, which would be really meaningful is perhaps they need to mandate all helicopters, and it would change manufacturer's costs and purchaser's costs, but all helicopters have to have these warning systems on there and these terrain-detecting things that uh, different programs can do that that aren't on every helicopter. But if that changed, that would be a really meaningful change. That's a really
2: great idea because those devices, the terrain awareness and the warning system, they they signal when an aircraft is in danger of crashing, but the FAA is not requiring them or hasn't required them on helicopters and the helicopter that Kobe and and the uh, other passengers were on did not have that. And they also say that he may have, the pilot may have felt a continuous uh, or a continuation bias, which is an unconscious tendency that pilots have to stick with the original plan, despite Hmm. change, Changing conditions. This makes me also think of um, John F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, when his plane crashed and they were not in good weather. Uh, sure. Also, um, and especially if they're close to the destination, they feel this continuation mm-hmm. bias, which makes sense, but that's interesting. Yeah. So that is the latest on that. I don't, I, I'm assuming that this is, I know Vanessa Bryant was uh, suing the helicopter company i wonder if that will shift to her or was she suing the pilot as well or the uh pilot's insurance company or whatever it might be but this is probably going to be a big piece of um useful evidence in that civil case
0: yeah anyway so that's that now let's get to the weather all right also kind of dark have you looked at your forecast
2: um, it's gonna be really cold, I know, through next week.
0: Still, we I wonder what the longest streak is in Minnesota for the most consecutive days with sub zero lows. I remember in the year twenty fourteen, I guess it was the winter of twenty thirteen into twenty fourteen, I had just moved here and we had fifty five zero days below zero. And that was, I believe, the second most all time second or third most all time since they started tracking temperatures. Um, and I think on average we have 10 days below zero, but I'm curious what the longest stretch ever with the most consecutive sub zero lows, because it started last Friday, Friday night, and then it's lasted all this week. And I see Thursday 11 below, Friday 9 below, Saturday 17 below, Sunday 17 below, Sunday's high is negative two, uh, Monday 9 below, Tuesday zero, Wednesday two below, Thursday two below. And Friday, the day that Donna and I might broadcast outside together, Mm-mm. a high of 19 and only a low of 10. Ball me by oh, any measure. Oh, that's that you lucked out there. Well, kind of. I start, I'm going to be sleeping outside starting next Thursday. This is a Twin Cities Live thing that we're uh, raising money for uh, for bridging a fabulous charity. Yes. And, no, it starts on Thursday at 4 p.m., and so the overnight low on Thursday is 2 below. It's, Dawn, you know what this is going to be like? This is going to be like I'm on that show alone.
1: Mm.
0: I'm going to set a gill net.
1: Except, oh, do you want us to send in some bears?
0: Or I don't. Mm, teddy bears. Okay. Someone to cuddle with at night would be okay, nice. Okay,
1: okay. Wild animals threatening <laughs> you have to hunt for your food in the parking lot. I'm going to
0: have to hunt for something. I will set a net. Uh, not a lot of water We'll, set, where I'm uh, we'll be. get
1: some vending machine food and put it right
2: outside <laughs> your tent. And you can just stick I'll catch it in the net out and then pull it back <laughs> <in>. <laughs> uh, This is Thursday, a week from tomorrow?
0: Next Thursday at 4 p.m. in the middle of Twin Cities Live, I will head outside. Okay. And then I will stay out until 4 p.m. the next day. Okay. Last year when I did this, it was decidedly warmer. It was like 30 degrees. Low of maybe 20.
2: Oh, oh well, good luck with you. With you. <laughs> Good luck Peace be with you. you.
0: When we come back, uh, we have got some things that make you go, huh, do you know who was originally supposed to star in Ghostbusters? Nope. There was a tragic event that changed the casting there. Also, I think something really fascinating about human DNA, your only show that will talk DNA this early in the show, The John and Steve Show, coming up on my talk.
2: Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. We should give a quick thank you to Chill Boys for supporting the Donna and Steve podcast.
0: Oh, we have got love for Chill Boys. It's a Minnesota-based company. They offer the best men's underwear that I have ever put on my body.
2: Yes. uh, Uh, Boxers and briefs for men, that's true. But women love wearing them, too. I actually put on a pair of boxers this weekend while cleaning the house. Ah. I could not believe how cool they felt. Like, continuously
0: Local company right here in Minnesota. Chill boys. Comfort where it counts.
2: Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, everything entertainment today. Hey, good
0: morning, everybody. Eleven thirty. Sorry.
2: The return of the Millennial X games.
0: Guys, we can't overhype this. It's gonna be the greatest moment in the history of the oh Donna God. and Steve show. It happens today at eleven thirty. It's been on hiatus for how do we say some time now. In fact, Donna, yes, you want to talk about time flying? Every Friday, we come in and start the show. With, Can you believe it's Friday already? I know, it's
2: Wednesday. It's
0: when we sound the most simple. Boy, it's Friday again, isn't it? We just seem like we're humans living our first week.
2: Yeah, we're the simpletons.
0: We are the simpletons. Well, if you think time flies every week, we, to my knowledge, haven't played the Millennial X Games, I don't think, since May hmm. of 2020.
2: Yeah, we re- we're going to revamp it a little bit.
0: But wait, do you ha- wait? Embrace the timeline that was supposed oh, okay, to yeah. shake you to your core.
2: Okay, since May. Wow, I really? don't think that's since crazy. May, Ooh. Donna. That's
0: like eight months. I know. All
2: right, that's coming up at eleven thirty. It's be great. We've got things to get to now, though.
0: Who you going to call?
2: Ghostbusters.
0: Originally written to feature a three-man team played by, yes, Dan Aykroyd. Uh Who were the other two original actors set to star alongside him?
2: Tell me what year this was.
0: I can't. 85?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with Chris Farley.
0: Chris Farley.
2: And David Spade.
0: All right. You're a little too early. That that would have been a better bet for like 1992, 94, okay. something like that. Let's uh, let's focus on someone who would have been in this movie had he not died. Phil Hartman prematurely. Dan Aykroyd and Phil Hartman. Who was his buddy? Belushi. Belushi. Oh, thanks, Don. You realized that she was just going to keep repeating Phil Hartman, and you saved us.
2: Well, you didn't say yes or no. <laughs> You're supposed to say yes or no. Don't tell me
0: how to do I this. I didn't know this was a quiz. <laughs> it's all a quiz. The whole show is a quiz. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, and Eddie Murphy.
2: Oh, that oh, would have been that great. that really good. <laughs> would have been
0: great. They rewrote the script after John Belushi passed away. Uh,
2: hmm. I can't wait to see Coming to America.
0: The sequel. It's yeah.
2: Eddie Murphy. It just looks really...
0: Amazon Prime in February. Oh, wait, it's already February. I just thought it was January. You're dumb. I am an idiot. All human beings have 99.9% of the same DNA. Really? It's that 0.1 that is unique to you. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's neat. I read a book on the Human Genome Project. Yeah. Fascinating how they did a deep dive Mm -hmm. into DNA. It was a it was a guy who was on President Clinton's team and uh, did this. It just really fast. How did they figure this out? Who was the first guy
1: who said? Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind
0: all of this is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
0: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Ed, do you think there's a code? A physical code inside of all of us? Hmm. Right? Yeah. This would have been better. If we were in a state with legal marijuana what i just said that what <laughs> i that would have gone over so well <laughs> yeah it would have been a, the like last a blueprint, topic man of, it's like a
1: blueprint dude that's like that's crazy you know, now they can even do a sketch uh, like a with dna testing they can give you an artist sketch of what the person might look like wow. that is depending on facial hair and you know just what the, you know the shape of their jaw their eye color, hair color. Wow, it's not perfect, but if you have nothing in a crime to go off of, it
2: could help. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, don't commit a crime.
0: That's right, guys. Yeah. Not First only and because foremost. it's
2: wrong, and if you already have,
1: please but, turn yourself in today. Yes, you're going to because feel you're going to be better. caught
2: anyway.
0: <laughs> thanks,
2: wow! Thanks to the Genome <laughs> Project.
0: Thank you, ladies, for your commitment to like <laughs> community track. patrol. Yeah, yeah. But if you have. Turn yourself in today <laughs> <laughs> at any well. police department. Uh, the three guys who founded Compaq Computers were initially planning on starting a chain of Mexican restaurants, but they decided to do the computer thing instead. Wow. How mm. um, smart you got to be? The
1: lights are now blinking in Donna's studio. I like oh. to have a strobe light
2: when I work. Thank you. The
1: Compaq Computer, the ghost of Compaq. Is. Donna, maybe it's
0: a ghost in there.
1: Or maybe it's just enchiladas.
0: Or maybe this is act one of your real-life horror film.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> It's just innocuously. Oh, the lights are flickering. That's weird.
2: Act one.
0: Uh, oh, this is interesting. At the very first NBA game, this was between, at the time, the Toronto Huskies and the New York Knickerbockers in 1946.
1: Oh, that's not very nice, Huskies.
0: I know. What the heck? And then they shortened it to the Knicks later. But this uh, game happened in 1946. Anyone in the crowd over six foot eight inches tall got in for free. Wow! The assumption is they may have been recruiting.
2: Can we go back a minute? Okay. Okay. So Don mentions the Huskies, and Mm -hmm. then you say they shortened it later to the Knicks.
0: No i I said the (laughs) Toronto. I said the first game between the Toronto Huskies and the New York Knickerbockers in 1946. I thought Huskies was
1: short for Knicks. That's all I was thinking about too. (laughs) Uh Oh. I was like, Nick's Huskies. I was is like, what does like that a... have to
2: do with mm. it? Are they called Husky Nicks? <sighs> <laughs> it's hump day.
0: The official animal of Scotland... Is the camel. Is the unicorn. <laughs> That's fun. That's true. I would love to go to Scotland.
2: Okay. Cool. I'd love to go. All right.
0: That's on my bucket list. Scotland, Ireland a pub a stone walled pub in scotland or ireland what the hell's a guy got to do to make that happen
2: buy a Just plane to
0: ticket to in
1: Cities Live <laughs> to send you
0: hey don
1: <laughs> you've gone everywhere else i know yeah. we're, we're actually waiting cruises. on
0: <laughs> there's supposed to be a, a a trip this summer we're waiting on getting final word it would be a uh, a river cruise down the danube starting in what? budapest what but listen
2: tv gets everything done. But they they have to be
1: on camera, and we don't want to do that, do we, Donna? No. Well,
0: that's about the change. I would
2: be on camera if I could have a bag over my head. Yeah.
0: we got some fun things happening with cameras coming soon to my talk, which means I certainly can't be looking the way that I look right now.
1: Oh, yeah, you can. You have no idea. (laughs) 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 You don't
2: know what's happening
1: over here. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm
2: -hmm. It's bad. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, when we come back, um, let's talk Britney Spears. She actually kind of sort of made a statement following that documentary from The New York Times. We'll get to that and more coming up next on My Talk 107. One. All right, we're back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 107. One, everything entertainment. Uh, we heard from Britney Spears yesterday via Instagram, I believe, or was it Twitter? I think it was Twitter. Uh, This is following that documentary from the New York Times called Framing Britney Spears, which basically examines her rise to fame, um, her mental breakdowns, uh, her conservatorship. And um, she hasn't seen it as far as we know, but she is aware of it. And she tweeted the following. Each person has their story and their take on other people's stories. We all have so many different, bright, beautiful lives. Remember, no matter what we think we know about a person's life, it is nothing compared to the actual person living behind the lens. So then she goes on to say, like she shared footage of her 2018 performance of Toxic. And she said, I can't believe this performance of Toxic is from three years ago. I'll always love being on stage, but I am taking the time to learn and be a normal person. I love simply enjoying the basics of everyday life. So she never comes out and really just says anything. It's all this cryptic messaging.
1: She put a toxic video up. Mm. And she also says, you don't know what's behind the lens. So is it worse? Right. Right. She's not saying don't believe this or that, um, you know, it's not that dramatic. She's saying the real story is not known. Right.
2: Okay. Way to go, Dawn. I don't know. She's still not really saying anything. Just say, hey, everybody, I'm okay. Um, She actually has a hearing tomorrow, I believe, um, on her conservatorship. I think that's what that is. Mm -hmm. Does that sound right, Dawn? I think so. Yeah um yeah she's set to appear in court for another hearing this is months after she requested to have her father jamie spears removed which a judge denied i have to admit that when i first heard that her dad was taking over temporarily when this initially started i thought well that's great because uh-huh. her father's going to protect mm-hmm. her I did not realize until seeing this documentary, and maybe I can attribute a little bit of it to listening to Colleen and Bradley. Her father was not really involved in her life um,
0: until the conservatorship.
2: Yeah, like he came, just out of place. Yeah. came out of nowhere. He was, you know, heard saying, "Oh, my daughter's going to be so rich. She's going to buy me a boat." Oh. Um, her mom was very involved but her dad wasn't. He was going through some personal challenges and she really didn't have that kind of relationship with him and now she's saying she's afraid of him. You know, there's a restraining order for the past two or three years against um mm-hmm. Jamie Spears can't can't contact her children. Um it's just so crazy.
0: It's such a bizarre thing just looking at her Instagram now and her I
2: Instagram is very strange.
0: What does the mango emoji mean? She posted a picture a couple of days ago, and it's her. and she has a lot of pictures like this, where she's just looking at the camera and heavy eyeliner, mm-hmm. and that's it. And then it just, the caption is three mangoes. I think it's a mango. Who knows? Is there a meaning
2: for it? But her, her fans are, they really look at her Instagram, and they think that she's sending messages Mm -hmm. and you know maybe she is maybe she is but you know they notice things like when she most recently voluntarily supposedly voluntarily checked herself into a mental health facility Mm. there was a message on her on on her instagram and instead of at the end of it there was an is it called an emoticon not an emoji, just you know, using the the colon. And, oh, sure, mm. old school. Yeah. Yes, and they noticed that, and they were like, "She didn't write this because she only uses emojis." Oh. You know, like they're they're very in tune um, with what's going on there. But her boyfriend also put out a statement yesterday, and not really a statement, but he made a post, and he called her dad a total D word. He said, I have zero respect for someone trying to control our relationship and constantly throwing obstacles our way. In my opinion, Jamie is a total bleep. <laughs> oh, really?
1: I have not heard this, oh, Donna. Yeah, this was yesterday. I thought that he just said, I just want to have a normal life with Brittany. He I said heard any
2: of that. He said, I won't be going into details because I've always respected our privacy. But at the same time, I didn't come to this country to be able to to not be able to express my opinion and my freedom hmm. he said I hope we can be on good terms one day once he starts treating his daughter right then we can be on good terms
0: well that's that's oh. fair he'd be an interesting person to hear from at length to really have him open up you, you don't know?
2: really hear from him very no. much no, no don't, and don't is and, him, oh uh, sorry.
1: sorry don't uh, they
2: think he's a fake boyfriend yes. and he's not real yeah they I do. mean that he's
1: a real person but he's just it's a, like an
2: arranged
1: thing for her yeah. image
2: yeah but i mean what's he doing for her image he's not doing anything and he's not like i mean come on she can get someone like that yeah i mean i think they met on one of her um music videos mm-hmm. yeah 2016 and he's young too uh, he's i don't know he's like five years younger than she is something like that so anyway it's just really interesting that oh and then there's kevin Federline's lawyer was um, speaking also. They can't really say anything about the conservatorship. They stay completely out of that. Oh, boy. But it seems like Brittany still gets to see her kids. They stay on a schedule. And Kevin feels like there's a lot of commotion going on right now, but he's trusting that the probate court is going to make orders that they feel are appropriate to protect
1: Brittany. So I feel like somebody who is so out of it that they need a conservatorship would be acting out on social media if she really didn't like it and not able to restrain herself and let her lawyers do the work. Doesn't that prove a little bit that she's a sane...
2: Competent. Yeah, Yeah. she's competent
1: because how tempting would it be if she really is miserable just to say, somebody help me, get me out of this. I need the public to rise up and (laughs) do something.
2: There was a... They are, and I think she's acknowledged her fan... just she has said to people in her camp that you know she appreciates the the fans caring Mm -hmm. and all that but there was a so they interview all these lawyers or a few lawyers in this documentary which by the way is on hulu i think it is Mm -hmm. and one of the guys said you know she reached out to me and wanted to hire me so he went into court saw the judge and the judge says i can't allow her to hire you because this conservatorship is in place and so he the judge instead appointed someone and this lawyer's like well clearly she's competent enough to come to me and say I want out of this conservatorship she can't even hire her own no, attorney she can't That's do anything she can't really... choose where she lives <laughs> she can't get married she her civil liberties have been given to someone else this is really I don't really believe in these
0: This is weird, guys. I get it if someone's... This is weird.
2: If somebody's old and and, uh, has dementia, you know what I mean, under those circumstances, you don't want them to fall prey to outsiders anyway.
0: Well, and then what does somebody need to do to show the court, in this case, that they no longer have a need for a conservatorship over them? I don't So show up here in court tomorrow. What will she do? Or uh, yeah, t- on Thursday, right? Yes. Will she have an opportunity to say, look, I went through some hard times and I uh, understand the original use no longer needed. Hashtag free Britney.
2: She's going to ask that her father be removed and the woman who actually has so there are two pieces to the conservatorship one is personal and one has to do with finances mm-hmm. well the woman who has been has taken over the personal portion her medical stuff um she wants that woman to be her overall conservator if she has to stay in the conservatorship also there was a a lawyer in this documentary who was actually in Jamie's camp, her dad's camp for the, and she's a lawyer who specializes in these conservatorships. And she was asked if they, she's ever seen somebody successfully terminate a conservatorship, and she said no. Oh gosh, it's just horrible. It's horrible. Makes me so sad for her. And there's, there was a documentary within the documentary. Hmm? Um. So they showed footage of a documentary oh. that she did, and she. Um, I can't remember what the doc was called, but her dad, you know, she was already under this conservatorship and she kind of acknowledges it. And she said, you know, I I don't have freedom and I'm just so sad. She's Mm -hmm. like, I'm just really, really sad.
0: Brittany said that. Yes. Oh, gosh. That's sad. That's that was sad. years
1: ago. A different documentary. Yes, the doc, okay.
0: the doc inside the doc. You
1: got
2: it.
0: Bonus doc.
2: It's the bonus doc, the bonus ham of the oh, doc.
0: Golly! So
2: yeah, just a really interesting story. So you know that everybody's really watching right now because when these documentaries come out, whatever they're about, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, the R. Kelly documentary or the Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein it really does shine a light on it. And I think that's a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure.
2: So hopefully there's going to be, I don't know, something in Britney's favor tomorrow.
0: You wonder if it was, I would imagine, right? The New York Times is behind this. They're journalists. They know things. that The release date, I'm sure they had access to court documents. Yes. Set up. She's going to be in court this date. So boom, let's release it uh, a, like week a week before. before. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. That's what I think. So.
0: Uh, Anyway, poor Brittany. Now
2: I just really feel—I really feel for her.
0: Oh yeah, it's
2: she's refusing to perform until her father is no longer in charge of her finances. And by the way, and they're using the conservatorship as a business, as a business model
0: to make money.
2: It's disgusting.
0: Hmm. (sighs) Sorry, I blew up, guys. No, we had to get this off of your chest.
2: You want some good news? Do we have any today? Yes. Okay. How about? If you sign up for Listener Rewards, the month of February, we've got some cool things that you can win, like a private theater rental at an AMC theater. We've got gift cards to Pizza Luce. We've got REI gift cards, Caribou Coffee, all sorts of stuff, but you got to get registered.
0: You have to do that. You can do that by listening on the stream or on the app, and then enter to win. You can see every little last thing that we have up for grabs and Listener Rewards on the app. Download it today. Or at MyTalk1071.com. All
2: right. When we come back, if you see something, we want you to say something. I saw a couple of things. One involves Kim Kardashian's daughter. Oh. Okay. Okay. You, parents, you may be able to relate to this. So stay tuned for that. And also, the guy who ran onto the field during the Super Bowl. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Brilliant. He made himself $374,000 for that stunt. I'll tell you about that coming up next on My Talk. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Hey, if
0: you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? You, you see something you, so Time for something
2: If you. you See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve.
0: If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight.
2: All right, let's start with the guy who ran onto the field at the Super Bowl. We're going streaking! He started, you know, taking clothes off. I think he was wearing a thong. Was he wearing a bra? It felt like
0: a, a, a Borat kind of a vibe.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it
0: was. Exactly.
2: Yes. Looked uh, uncomfortable. Um. Well... Hmm... Apparently, this guy placed a bet that there would be a streaker on the field.
0: Oh. <laughs> Self-fulfilling with, prophecy. Yes,
2: way to, like, buck the whole system. Um, Here he is talking about his plan.
0: Once we came up with this idea to do this, I called one of my friends, and he goes, I wonder if there's a prop bet for that. So we start searching uh, Bovada. Bovada prop bet was plus seven fifty for a fan to run onto the field. So I immediately started calling every single person I know and asked them to set up an account with Bovada and place this bet for me. I did as many as I can, and with the difference, we made about three hundred seventy thousand dollars. Oh
2: my god, <laughs> this is brilliant! <laughs> it's brilliant, it's but is it legal?
0: You know, I, don't I know. Th- that's a good question, and that's my question too. I would guess. Yes, because I don't know how sanctioned prop bets are Mm. by some governing authority. I I, I, I don't know, because I think that with the Gatorade thing, if you're the water boy for the Patriots or or for the the Buccaneers this year, excuse me, sorry, Brady always wins. Yeah, just say, hey, uh, put all my money in on, you know, could you place the bet late in the game if you know your team's going to win? And then just say, hey, if we're up in the fourth quarter by at least 10 points, place these bets for me because I know the color of the Gatorade.
2: I, yes, exactly. It's because it's not like insider thing. trading.
0: It's it kind well, of it is, is like in, insider trading. Yes, in practice, but in how things are enforced, there's not the same level of oversight.
1: Maybe it's like. Fantasy football, where you have to, you can't change things in the middle of a game. You have to have all of your uh, trades in before the game starts.
0: You know, they, I don't time. think, I don't think that's the case because I was in Pennsylvania and my brother does where it's legal there. You can just do it on an app. They have sports books now in a bunch of states, not in Minnesota. Yeah. But they, the odds will change during the game. So things, To my knowledge, at least if I understood it correctly, can go up and down. So you might still have access, maybe not with the prop bets. Um, Like you couldn't place a bet, you know, midway through the national anthem when you're like, whoa, this is going long. And then you win the bet for it to go over two minutes or something like that. So maybe with prop bets, you're right. Maybe they lock those.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I've never, I'm not a gambler. So me either. I have so many questions though. Like, who is this guy? Is he a healthcare worker? How did he get to the game?
0: I don't think he's a healthcare worker.
2: Why was he at the game then?
0: Well, because it wasn't just healthcare workers that were at the game. You could still go to the game. I believe they have between twenty and twenty five thousand fans, of which I think, wasn't it like fourteen thousand that were healthcare workers that were provided yes. tickets. Okay. But there were other just people at the game. I
2: think my niece was there. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. All right, well, I'm sure we'll be hearing more about that story because this guy's probably going to start making the rounds, you know. I think he works for
0: a porn site. I'm pretty sure. I think that's the headline that I saw. I'm sorry to ruin the fun. I think that's the case. That's why, but that was just a headline that I read. And so don't quote me on it, but I think that's the case. I'm pretty sure he's not a healthcare worker. So before you think, look at our heroes.
2: Right, right. our heroes in bravery. No, put him back in that category where he belongs. Porn! Um, Okay, I also saw this story. I'm sure you guys saw it as well. Kim Kardashian is going head-to-head with Instagram critics who claim that her daughter, Northwest, who's seven years old, did not actually create the artwork that Kim showed off on Instagram on Tuesday. And she got really mad because within moments after posting this painting it's an oil painting people were like your daughter didn't do that and she was like in all caps don't play with me when it comes to my children so it's really good okay and the bottom line is her daughter and her best friend ryan have been taking this oil painting class where their talents and their creativity are being encouraged or being nurtured And it takes weeks to complete this one small painting. Right. And Kim Kardashian's like, I'm just, you know, I'm a proud mom. I wanted to share her work. And now I'm seeing op-ed pieces in the media and social media from, like, grown-ups breaking down whether or not my child actually painted this. She got mad, guys. She was like, how dare you see children doing awesome things and then try to accuse them of not being awesome. So, have you seen the painting?
0: I've seen the painting.
2: It's like a Bob Ross type style yes, painting. Yes, very much. Right?
0: Very Bob Rossian.
2: So, then her best friends mom posted or or Kim did posted her best friends picture as well, her painting. And then there's a TikTok user named Cameron Fred and yeah. she, her mom is their art teacher. Okay? So, right. and she also taught her, her daughter, the TikTok user when she was seven years old, how to paint. And it's a class where everybody starts with that particular painting. So this young lady showed her painting. Herper. 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 Herper.
0: And it looks exactly the same. Yes. And she's a little girl when it happened, you know. It was yep, same age. From- yep. I believe it.
2: I believe it too. I believe so it. So this leads us into our Facebook question for today.
0: Yeah. Has your kid ever done something? Worth bragging about that really caught your attention. Where you you look at your family or your friends and say, "For real? Wow. Is this normal? Is this or is this just my kid?" So we want you to brag about your kid. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page and post it there, and then we'll also uh, we'll dig into that. Maybe take yeah. some calls too. Coming up in the eleven o'clock hour. Maybe your kid
2: started wor- walking at like you know ten weeks. Yeah. Maybe.
0: <laughs> my know? little girl um, Lila Lou when she was four. She was riding her her bike and just we started yes, watching her I go remember. down the street like an X Games athlete. She was doing <laughs> stuff and hitting a hard, fast and furious Tokyo drift style braking scenario that she had going on. Her brother and sister are like very cautious; they're older and just very cautious. And she's doing these.
2: She's Rrrr. a daredevil, and she's skidding, and yeah. yeah,
0: the back wheels breaking out, and she's just like owning the joint. And I thought, is this normal for a four year old?
2: She was really good. How she- oh,
0: thanks, Donna. Uh,
2: you're welcome. By the way, you can um, you can go to our Facebook page, like Steve said, or you can also email us Donna and Steve Show at mytalk 1071com You could tweet us too. I am at Valentine Donna.
0: I am at KSTP Steve.
2: She is at Dawn at Dark.
0: But she, she is, is about leaving. to leave us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do in the cold today, Dawn? Um, I have a
1: migraine, and so I'm going to go oh, to sleep. Oh, Dawn. <laughs> I am
0: so sorry to hear that. I was just talking to someone else yesterday who suffers from migraines. My heart just breaks for people like that because I had one once, and it was brutal. Brought me to my knees.
2: Yeah. Ugh.
0: Oh, so are develops. you going to turn out all the lights and get, like, do you put a cold rag or something on your eyes?
1: Mm, yeah, I have, like, a Compress? ice pillow that I put on my face every day, but yeah, yeah. it's just, oh, well, Girl. you know, oh. I'll be Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just, okay. all right
0: well Thank get out of you. here then yeah you go oh, it's okay
1: i don't want any other people going through a lot worse than what i'm going through so i know but it
0: doesn't oh, make your migraine like hurt any less have
1: their conscience they've committed a crime and they haven't okay so we're gonna end
0: with this <laughs> so again <laughs> they haven't
1: confessed yet which Let, i strongly urge you to do and remember you're that. gonna
2: get caught anyway so you might as well Just start yourself. Yourself, <laughs> the, yeah, the yeah. family that you hurt
1: they'll yeah. have wow. relief
0: dark <laughs> I just really appreciate the button. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's an <laughs> honor, Don, uh, if, if you are a criminal who has yet to turn him or herself do right in, thing. do the right thing and do All it right. today. All
2: we'll, right. Uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. D- right, we love hey. you, Don feel Sorry, better too. all right when we come back um the rock and roll hall of fame nominees were just announced this morning oh. uh, we will tell you who's up for those also um how much did the weekend's sales go up oh, after the yeah, super bowl know. performance yeah we'll get to that too coming up next on my talk